Hello, I'm Chris, and this is Royalty Free Audiobooks, where I read classic books in the public domain to you. I'm so glad you're here. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Welcome to the very first episode ever of Royalty Free Audiobooks. The first book that we're going to read together is The Divine Comedy by Dante, sometimes called Dante's Inferno. The Divine Comedy is considered one of the greatest works in world literature and established the standardized Italian language that is used today. Writing between 1308 and 1320, Dante draws from countless subjects including Roman Catholic theology and philosophy, the struggle between the papacy and the Holy Roman Empire, Greek mythology, and geocentric cosmology to answer the age-old question, what does the afterlife look like? Dante's version of the answer, this three-volume epic poem, describes in great detail the systematic levels of hell, purgatory, and heaven. Now, like I said in the intro, I'm so glad that you're here with me, especially for this very first episode. So bear with me. You know, I'm not a professional reader. Uh, there are going to be some words that I stumble over because these are some old, old books that we're going to be reading together. But uh, I, I, this is not intended to be a high production value program, just me reading stories to you. So I hope you'll bear with me uh, and be able to look past my, my stumbles and my ums and maybe some misreadings of words. In any case, I hope you enjoy. Inferno Oft have I seen at some cathedral door a laborer, pausing in the dust and heat, lay down his burden, and with reverent feet enter and cross himself, and on the floor kneel to repeat his paternoster, or Far off the noises of the world retreat, the loud vociferations of the street become an undistinguishable roar. So, as I enter here from day to day, and leave my burden at this minister gate, kneeling in prayer and not ashamed to pray, the tumult of the time disconsolate, to inarticulate murmurs die away while the eternal ages watch and wait. How strange the sculptures that adorn these towers, this crowd of statues in whose folded sleeves birds build their nests, while canopied with leaves, Parvis and portal bloom like trestled bowers, and the vast ministers seem a cross of flowers. But friends and dragons on the gargoyled eaves watch the dead Christ between the living thieves, and underneath the traitor Judas lowers. Ah, from what agonies of heart and brain, what exultations trampling on despair, what tenderness, what tears, what hate of wrong, what passionate outcry of soul and pain, uprose this poem of the earth and air, this medieval miracle of song. Canto One, The Dark Forest, The Hill of Difficulty, The Panther, The Lion, and The Wolf, Virgil. Midway upon the journey of our life, I found myself within a forest dark, for the straightforward pathway had been lost. Ah, me, how hard a thing it is to say. What was this forest savage, rough, and stern? 
which in the very thought renews the fear, so bitter is it, death is a little more. But of the good to treat, which there I found, speak will I of other things I saw there. I cannot well repeat how there I entered. So full was I of slumber at the moment in which I had abandoned the true way, but after I had reached a mountain's foot, at that point where the valley terminated, which I had consternation pierced my heart, upward I looked and beheld its shoulders vested already with that planet's rays, which leadeth other right by every road. Then was the fear a little quieted, that in my heart's lake had endured throughout the night which I had passed so piteously. And even as he who with distressful breath forth issued from the sea upon the shore turns to the water perilous and gazes, so did my soul that still was fleeing onward turn itself back to re-behold the pass which never yet a living person left. After my weary body I had rested, the way resumed on the desert slope, so that the firm foot ever was the lower, and lo, almost where the ascent began, a panther, light and swift exceedingly, which with spotted skin was covered o'er, and never moved she from before my face, nay, rather did impede so much my way, that many times I to return had turned. The time was the beginning of the morning, and up the sun was mounting with those stars, that with him were what time the love divine. At first in motion set those beauteous things, so were me to me occasion of good hope, the variegated skin of that wild beast, the hour of time, the delicious season, but not so much that did not give me fear, a lion's aspect which appeared to me. He seemed as if against me he were coming, with head uplifted and with ravenous hunger, so that it seemed the air was afraid of him, and a she-wolf that with all hungerings seemed to be laden in her meagerness, and many folk had cause to live forlorn. She brought upon me so much heaviness, with the affright that from her aspect came, that I the hope relinquished of the height. And as he is who willingly acquires, and the time comes that caused him to lose, who weeps in all his thoughts and is despondent, e'en such made me the, that beast without peace which coming on against me by degrees, thrust me back thither where the sun is silent. While I was rushing downward to the low land, before mine eyes did one present himself, who seemed from long-continued silence hoarse. When I beheld him in the desert vast, have pity on me, unto him I cried, whichever thou art, or shade, or real man, he answered me, not man, Man once I was, and both my parents were of Lombardy, and Mantinus, by country both of them. Sub Julio I was born, though it was late, and lived at Rome under the 
good Augustus, during the time of false and lying gods. A poet was I, and I sang that just son of Achines, who came forth from Troy. After that, Ilion, the superb, was burned. But thou, why goest thou back to such annoyance? Why climbest thou not the Mount Delectable, which is the source and cause of every joy? Now art thou that Virgilius and that fountain which spreads abroad so wide a river of speech? I made response to him with bashful forehead. Oh, of the other poets' honor and light, avail me the long study and great love that have impelled me to explore thy volume. Thou art master, and my author thou. Thou art alone the one from whom I took the beautiful style that has done honor to me. Behold the beast for which I have turned back. Do thou protect me from her, famous sage? For she doth make my veins and pulse tremble. Thee it behooves to take another road, responded he, when he beheld me weeping. If from this savage place thou wouldest escape, because this beast at which thou criest out suffers not any one to pass her way. But so doth harass him that she destroys him, and has a nature so malign and ruthless that never doth she glut her greedy will, and after food is hungrier than before. Many the animals with whom she weds, and more they shall be still until the greyhound comes. Who shall make her perish in her pain? He shall not feed on either earth or pelf, but upon wisdom and on love and virtue. Twixt Feltro and Feltro shall his nation be, of that low Italy shall he be the savior, on whose account the maid Camilla died. Aurelius, Turnus, Nicias of their wounds, through every city shall he hunt her down, until he shall have driven her back to hell. There from whence envy first did let her lose, therefore I think and judge it for thy best. Thou follow me, and I will be thy guide, and lead thee hence through the eternal place, where thou shalt hear the desperate lamentations, shalt see the ancient spirits disconsolate, who cry out, each one for the second death. And thou shalt see those who contented are within the fire, because they hope to come, wherein it might be to the blessed people. To whom then, if thou wishest to ascend, a soul shall be that, then I more worthy. With her at my departure I will leave thee, because that emperor who reigns above, in that I was rebellious to his law, wills that through me none come into this city. He governs everywhere, and there he reigns. There is his city and his lofty throne. O happy he whom thereto he elects, and I to him, poet, I thee entreat, by that same God whom thou didst never know, so that I may escape this woe and worse. Thou wouldst conduct me where thou hast said.
that I may see the portal of St. Peter, and those thou makest so disconsolate. Then he moved on, and I behind him followed.